Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Let's introduce you to the Hot Tub Lounge Handicappers. We have Darth Wager. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. I'm here to put you back on schedule. I assure you, Lord Vader, my men are working as fast as they can. Perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. The OG of the podcast and the reason why we have an explicit rating on iTunes, The Joker. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Because it's all part of the plan. Evening, Commissioner. We got Nikki Guns, the 24-7 round-the-clock Vegas grinder. You don't like the prestige that I have in life. You don't like the notoriety. You detest the fact that I got more cars than most of you have friends. I got a big house. Of course, we got AK-47, who's been betting with the coach for the past 32 years. We've been handicapping games. That's uh, 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 Here we go. AK-47, the very best there is. When you absolutely, positively got the... Last but not least, that's me, the coach, the host of the podcast, and rest assured, my betting record is much better than my high school coaching record. You get to become a winner. Because if there's one thing I know, it is this. The losing stops now. Starting today, you will play like winners, act like winners, and most importantly, you will be winners. If you listen and learn, you will win. And of course, from time to time, we have special guests on the podcast to help us handicap all those games each and every week. Here we are, podcast 461 from Johnny the Mush's Man Cave. Got Nikki Guns and the Mush with us today, and the, the Joker has phoned in a pick. He, we will get to that one as well. Guys, we got to go to the quiz, and then we'll get to a, a week in review and how we did. All right, okay. 461. This will be a tough one for you, boys. Uh, if you get this one, I will be pleasantly surprised. So, this guy played for the San Francisco 49ers. It's the only team he played for from 1983 to 1997. That's a pretty long time mm-hmm. for a center slash guard. Born March 10th, 1961. He's currently 59 years old. He was born in <clears throat> Apia, Samoa. Six foot four, two hundred seventy-eight pounds. He went to high school in Honolulu, Hawaii. Nineteen eighty-three, eleventh round pick. I can picture him too. Pick like, two hundred eighty-nine by the 49ers. He's a four-time Super Bowl champ, two-time Pro Bowler, ninety-three and ninety-four. He was all whack in nineteen eighty-one. AP All-American Honorable Mention in 1980. Last name starts with an S. Yes. I can picture the guy, and I can picture his jersey. Solomon or... You're close. Solua or something. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Jesse Sapulo. Sapulo. That's pretty close. I'm I'm, I'm I'm impressed. I I could picture him, dude. Wow, Guns. I'm I'm really impressed with that one. (laughs) I just could not put the name together. Wow. Yep. Very good. Very good. Well, maybe that's a good sign for our picks this week. I hope so. <laughs> because uh, the picks last week from all three of us, eh, not so good. Not good. Johnny, you led us. You went 7-9 and nine overall. <laughs> 7 and 8. I'm sorry, 7 and 8. Me and the Guns went 6-9. and nine. Mm. So overall, on the season, Guns, you're ahead of me. 
You have 114 <clears throat> wins and 105 losses. There's some ties in there. I'm 113 and 106. We are neck wow. and neck. Wow. Now we get to our locks. I went one and two. It was a rough week. I went one and two. I'm 34 and 19 overall, 64%, up 13 units. Guns, you went three and two, 37 and 38, 49%, down 4.8 units. Mush, you went 0 and 4. I know I did. It was, it was, it was rough. It was a bad week. Joker. He went two and three. He's now twenty-five and thirty, down eight units. Darth Wager went two and zero. Oh. He's now twenty-three and eighteen, fifty-six percent hit rate, up three point two units. And AK forty-seven went one and four. He's twenty-five and thirty-three. He's down eleven point three units. Pick of the week: the uh, guns, Stone Cold Lock of the Week Missed was a loser. Half point. Yeah. Uh, you're now eight and seven. Damn it. My pick of the week, the coach's clipboard was a loser. I'm eight and seven. We're right with each other, Guns. Uh, Johnny, you didn't have a pick of the week. You just have your loss. What's the difference? I went. Old, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, mean I would have lost it anyhow. Um, Darth went two and zero. He's now eleven and six with his pick of the wow, week. Wow, that's good. Sixty-five percent up, four point four units. The Joker didn't have one. He's five and two, seventy-two percent up, two point eight units. So. Then we get to the Super Contest, the Gambling Chalk Talk Super Contest. Johnny, me and you are puking on our shoes down yeah, the stretch are. here. <laughs> uh, the leader is is Whitey. He's got 43 wins. Hoosier Swami's back in it. JQ, JQ Sparring both have 41 wins. They're two behind. Johnny, I, I believe me and you are both three behind with 40 wins. So, Yeah. There's nothing to say. It's just embarrassing. I've fallen on hard times. I was up to 30th in the my bookie super contest in the like three games out, three and a half games out of winning the whole damn thing. That's not a possibility now. Now I'm 104th in the big contest, 146 in the smaller contest. But there is joy in Mudville, boys. The Survivor contest. The Rams lose to the Jets. Knocked out a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Nick, your Steelers, loose to the Bengals, knocks out a lot of people. $100,000 survivor contest in my bookie AG. I'm still surviving. Wow. All right. I think there's a little bit under 400 people left in the contest. And I had the Titans last week. Two weeks left. And I can still use the Browns. I can still use the Bucks, And I can still use the Colts. All right. So I'm in pretty good shape because okay. the Browns and Bucks have winnable games this week, and the Colts play the Jaguars next week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if 400, gotta, people, 400 people survive, you just got to worry about we'll get to a that big upset. The like Colts need that to play for that game. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm worried about. Right. Um, but if 400 <clears throat> people survive, a hundred thousand dollars, it's 250 bucks a person. <laughs> but hey, it's more than I have. Yep. So, uh, all right. So. All right, boys, and we begin week 16 in the league where they play for pay, as Mike Francesca used to say. All right, our first lock, Johnny the Mush. I'm going to go in order of the games. There's only four games this week that we don't have a lock or a lean on, and we'll save those games for the last, but we're going to go in order. Friday. Christmas, Team 451, the Vikings, 
Last I checked, we're getting seven points at Team 453, the Saints. <clears throat> Johnny, you're leading off. This is this is a lock for you, I believe. I don't say such a thing. Hold on. I thought it was a lean. Oh, a lean? I thought that was a lock. You know, I tend to send these to you and then change my mind. Oh, okay. Um. But I'll stick with whatever I said. If, if it's a lean, it's it was a, a lean. It was a lean. A lean I is check. fine. I'll All just right. change it to a yellow game for you. Okay. It's a lean, but that's what we're starting off with. One of your leans. It's not anything on my radar. Okay, it's I got it. On I got guns it. radar. So you're the, you're, the, you're you're the uh, you're the show right here, Johnny. All right. It's New Orleans for me, uh, and and that's my lean. Uh, so the Vikings, they're they don't have much to play for at this point. They lost to Chicago. Uh, they're just about out of the playoffs. Um, the Saints, um, that was a weird game. Uh, to say the least. You know, cl- clearly. I'm lucky that first down counted because I wouldn't have covered. <laughs> um, clearly, the rib fractures and punctured lungs still matter. Um, he only, you know, completed, uh, uh, Breeze only completed half his passes. He had an Very interception. Very unlike he wasn't ready to come back. Um, I think he went 0-6 to start the game, which is not a good sign. Uh, he seemed indecisive. I know I'm talking all offense, right? Um, I think um, I think they said, I, I think I read that they had the ball for just about 18 minutes, something like that. It was real low. Anyway, I, I do think, though, that they need to win. They're playing for something. Um, Chasing the Packers for the number one seat. That's right. And so and The Packers I, have some tough games. They do. They do. And so I, I think the Saints are, are not only motivated, but I think that Breeze is going to be in much better shape this week. Um, I think he'll be able to practice all week. I don't think he did last week. So uh, I'm leaning towards New Orleans. Guns. Uh, I'm looking at this as it's going to be a, a lower-scoring game. I think this is a standalone game on Christmas. The big public interest in this game, big public plays in this game. All these uh, men our age will have had enough of Christmas by 4.30 on Christmas Day, we'll have gotten into our stash of uh, bourbons, uh, scotch, treehouse beers, and uh, they're going to want to throw some money on this game. And everybody likes the favorite, and everybody likes New Orleans. Drew Brees on TV. I'm going to go the opposite way. Since week 11, Minnesota's 0-5 against the spread, but the last seven games they've played as an underdog by a touchdown or more. They are 5-2 and two against the spread. New Orleans Saints, last five games, they've been favored by a touchdown or more. 1-4 against the spread. Ooh. All those numbers line up for Minnesota. Backdoor cover, grind-out type of game here. I'll take the Minnesota Vikings and Zimmer as one of the best covering coaches to cover that spread. Best covering coaches, but he's 0-5 against the spread in the last five yep. games. Is that a lean or is that a... That's just uh, my take just on it. Just yep. taking okay. the game. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Uh, huge loss by the Vikings last week. It, it, that was a season killer of a loss. Yep, yep. Uh, they they need the Cardinals to lose the next two weeks while they win to advance to the playoffs. Probably not going to happen. Zimmer will still coach them up. They have been boat raced since early in the year. Uh, despite a 12 light point loss to Tampa a couple weeks ago, that's because the kicking malfunctions. Um, more to do that than anything. I'm with you. I'm going to take the Vikings, but this is a game I'm going to stay away from. Although. I think, you know, going on vacation for a while, I would be drinking heavily. I wouldn't be shocked if I uh, threw some money on Wagered this. some money. Any but, standalone game, as tough as it is to stay away, it's, yeah. it's too well, hard. Well, this is the other thing. 
if you're <clears throat> if you don't have a real good opinion, bet the underdog, bet yeah. the under. Yep. That's yep. <laughs> yep. a general rule. Yep. All right. Next game up Saturday at four o'clock, and obviously the one o'clock game must be one we're not picking. Nope, we're not. Saturday one o'clock Bucks Lions. We don't have any interest in that one. All of us. Uh, Saturday four o'clock. Team four fifty nine. The Niners. Uh, it was three and a half. I believe is up to four. I'm looking for it. I think it's off the board. It's off the board now. Yep. All right, let me look at my other site. But uh, yeah, th- this is a game where I had a lean and you both had locks. I'll let Nikki lead off with this one. Nick, uh, it's off the board. I'm not sure why, but it, the spread is up to five. Wow. Spread is up to five. Cardinals laying five points. Um, so <clears throat> I went against uh, the Cardinals last week. Um, who who, who, who that was did smart. So they play last week? Uh, no, it wasn't smart. I'm picking no. the 49ers. Huh, give me one second. Yeah. They played the Eagles. Eagles. Okay, so Eagles were my five-star of the week um, last week. And I was worried about Murray, and I was worried about that uh, defense. The defense didn't show up. That game was an absolute shootout. But Murray showed up. Murray is back. Uh, his health is no longer a question. Uh, first play of the game, design run for him. So they they got him doing what what he does best again, and they've got that look again, like like they're back to playing ball. Um, San Francisco 49ers, last seven games, they're one and six straight up, one and six against the spread. All those injuries have caught up to them. I wonder how much life they have left. Uh, you remember Arizona beat this team week one. Arizona historically uh, has played really well against San Francisco. The last six games they've played each other. Arizona is five and one against the spread. This division's weird. Certain coaches in this division five zero oh and one. They pushed. Oh, okay, five zero oh and five one. Five zero oh and one. Uh, certain. Okay, yes. So certain t- uh, coaches in this division just have other guys' numbers, and this is a division where some teams have other yeah, teams' numbers. Absolutely, yeah. and yeah. and for whatever reason, uh, Arizona um, is the coach. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, uh, King Kings- Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Own Shanahan. He he just knows how to score yeah. on that defense, and he knows how to slow those guys down. Mullins is not well, playing well. The Niners' defense doesn't do very well with running quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. No, right. Yeah. So this is a lock for me. I'm locking up the Arizona Cardinals. I'll lay the five. Lock it up for me. Johnny, this is a lock for it's you. A, it's a lock for me too, Coach, and I, I agree with what Nicky Gunn says. I, I am less focused on Arizona, I think, than he is, and more focused on – the failings of the 49ers. You know, Mullins made a lot of errors last week. I wonder if he plays because he hurt his – Well, Shanahan's – he didn't make the switch as of today. Could be why it's off the board. Yeah. Yep. Oh, maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, but clearly, you know, he, he he didn't pull him for any reason. So Shanahan must still think uh, – what's his name? Bethard yeah. is better uh, – is not as good as Mullins, which is scary. But anyway, his turnover his turnover issues continued. Four picks last week. Yeah. Kill. Yeah, he had – he had, I think it, if it was for the eighth straight game, the Niners had two or more t- turnovers. Um, Mullish, Mullins finished 21 of 36, um, passer rating of 71.4. I like Arizona. I do think they've come back a little bit. Um, Murray just looked like the Murray that we saw at the beginning of the season. The rest of the team looks like it's on fire. So, But I'm less focused on that than what they're going to do to that to that decimated 49ers team. Um, and the offense the 49ers can throw up. So I'm with you. I'll take the lock. C.J. Beathard to start against the Cardinals. Well, flashed up on the screen. Then definitely. 
All right, so and they're signing Rosen off the practice squad. Oh, Woo! Yep. So prior to the season, I'm with Johnny on this one. I spoke of the Super Bowl hangover with the Niners. I haven't listened to myself about that. Between the Super Bowl hangover and all the injuries, I keep betting on the damn 49ers. I'm a, I'm a dummy. Um, yeah. So long, long season last year. No off season training. Uh, injuries. You know, there's a ton of reasons why not to take the 49ers. No home to play in. They're playing. Mm-hmm. Is this a home game for the Niners now because they've been playing in Arizona? Um, the Cardinals own the 49ers despite the two losses last year. Um, you know, huge game for the Cardinals as a loss puts their playoff hopes in the hands of other teams. They need to win this game. 49ers super sloppy with the ball, cost them all year. Uh, stats uh, on, on offense and defense are very similar between the Cardinals and, and the 49ers. The difference is the turnovers. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Card- Cardinals. It's just a lean for me. And guys, when we all agree on a game, I know it didn't go too well for us no. last week. Just nope. saying. Yep. So it might be a game we want to stay away Who, from. Just think of this: Who in the public is putting money on the 49ers? Right no one. Now? No, no one. Just no one. keep that in mind. Yeah. Yep. This is why it's a lean, and yep. I probably yep. won't bet on it. Saturday, eight o'clock. Team four sixty-one. The Dolphins. I have minus two and a half. I don't know if it's, it's changing. up to three now. It's up to three. Uh, they're at the Raiders. Team four sixty-two. I'll lead off on this one, boys. And this is a game. When it was two and a half, you know how I, I've made these like huge bets this year two or three times, right? This was going to be one of them. It's not my lock of the week, but this was going to be a, a game I bet huge on. And it's the Dolphins. Uh, lock for me. Uh, originally, I was going to stay away because the Dolphins on the road, the Raiders could be desperate. But then I looked a little bit closer. And the Raiders are dead team walking. They're two games out of the uh, out of a wild card spot. They have a one percent chance of making the playoffs. The Dolphins have that seven spot right now. They have the Ravens nipping at their heels. Um, the Ravens probably going to win against the Giants. So the Dolphins really need this game. The Dolphins give up yards on the ground, which scares me against the Raiders. But the Dolphins really create turnovers. You got Mariota probably playing. Uh, definitely playing. Definitely I think, playing. I think uh, Carr's on the IR yep. now. Uh, they got Dolphins, very good red zone defense. The Raiders' defense will not get stops. The Dolphins are going to cover on the road as a favorite. The Dolphins are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games in December. The last six games against the Raiders, the Dolphins are 5-0-1 against the spread. The Dolphins are going to get that seven seed. They're going to play the Bills next week in Week 17. And most likely, they're going to get the Bills again in the wild card round mm-hmm. the very next week. Give me the Dolphins minus three. I would I would lay up to five with the Dolphins in this one. Uh, Nick, what do you got for this one? Also a lock for me, Miami. Um, you know, you you took most of the juice there, Raiders. I, I totally agree with what you said. They're they're done. They're, uh, they're you know they're sputtering to the line. Yeah, like last, last week year. was the last year was uh, last game last that last week that was their their death nail. They're done. Uh, last four games, they're 0-4 against the spread. Dolphins on the year, best team in the league, 11-3 and against the spread. I think it continues here. Um, you know, that game versus New England, it was grimy, ugly. You know, they get shut out at halftime, but they just find ways to win games. That defense creates short fields, turnovers. Uh, they will create havoc against this uh, Raider defense. Uh, but again... Who's petting the Raiders this week? Yeah. That's the only thing that scares me, but I'm locking up Miami. Johnny. Well, 
if this isn't a sign of the apocalypse, I don't know what is. I'm locking up Miami too. Oh, oh, boy. oh now yeah, we got well, now we got problems. <laughs> now we yeah. can't bet it. No. Here's the thing. How much money have you all made wagering against Marcus Mariota through through the last couple of years? You've done pretty well, haven't you? Yep. It's always yeah, actually, that's a good point. And <laughs> and and so I think the issue with him is at this point is he looked good. Good enough this week. This is his big audition to try Mostly and get another job. Right. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Accurate throwing the ball. Right, right. Um, and so I, I think this is about, you know, I think Flores has a line on, on Mariota by now. He's going to watch some old tape. I couldn't remember if he was the defensive coordinator of the Patriots when they played Mariota in the playoffs. I can't remember. I he was. He was. was part of the staff. He was part of that staff, at least, that, 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 that beat him up. So Mariota only went 17 of 28. Um, so uh, I, I'm with you. The, the one thing I'll point out is to worry about is Miami doesn't score a lot of points. No. Yep. And that's the, only, that's the only concern I have here is if, if, if the score gets, I would say, 25 or so, you start having problems yeah, over that for Miami. Yeah. Next one up, Sunday, 1 o'clock, team 455, the Browns. Uh, originally it was laying 10. It's down to 9.5. Uh, it's still nine and a half versus team nine four fifty six. The Jets. Nick, this was a lean for you, right? It is. Uh, I know this is absolutely nuts here, but I'm leaning New York Jets here. Uh, I'm going to take that nine and a half. Um, Cleveland last seven games as road favorites, one and six against the spread, three and four straight up. Uh, the Jets got that win last week. Uh, they felt great about it. You know, listen, the the thing we don't get is is or people don't get is the players playing the game they're, they're not they don't mm-hmm. they could care less about the draft pick they yeah, want to win a good draft pick just means it might cost them their job right exactly they want to <laughs> win football games mm-hmm. um gaze wants to win football games um for the year the jets are five and nine against the spread second worst in the nfl but i mean you know they've been blown out a few you know a bunch of games here and there but they they generally play hard cleveland Coming off Monday Night Football, they're, so they had the Ravens, then they had that game against the Giants, which they handled pretty well, and they've been focused and, and on it. But I'm waiting for the ba- uh, Baker meltdown. Never mind. <clears throat> there are numerous scenarios. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cleveland will play the Steelers the last week of the season. And possibly in the first round. That could be for number one, the AFC North. Right. Yep. Number two, there are scenarios where the Cleveland could be playing for their playoff lives. They could miss the playoffs if they lose that game to the Steelers. Depending on what happens with right. the Ravens, the Dolphins, they could all be going into that game. Well, not if the if the if the if the Browns beat the Jets, they're pretty solid. Not no. not necessarily true. No. Yeah. If the Ravens win yeah. and the Dolphins win, so I don't have their records in front of me. Yeah. But if they all wind up with the same record, Cleveland will have to beat the Steelers to get into the playoffs. Oh, wow. It might be one more team somewhere in Buffalo, somewhere in that mix. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so there's a lot of things. So I'm sure Cle- Cleveland's looking forward to that game against Pittsburgh that last week of that season, especially ahead, especially the way uh, Pittsburgh's playing lately. I so think, I can't think they look ahead because they got to win every game. That I agree, games. but I'm, I'm going to take the 9.5. I'm going to lean the Jets. I know it's against, you know, my better judgment included. I just got a feeling they're due. They're due for a letdown game. They've been playing really well. 
Johnny, what do you got? I, I don't have I, – I would pick Cleveland, but I, it's a stay-away game for me. I, the, the motivation of the Jets is just completely unknown after last week. I did hear an interesting story um, I think it's worth tell, talking about. I don't know if you guys heard this, but during the week, Sean McVay called Adam Gase. Did you hear too. this? Yes. At about, yeah. about four in the morning. And, uh, and, and said, you know, I've been watching tape. These guys play hard for you, you know, and I think it inspired Gase, you know, with this team. So, um, I got, I got, I heard a lot of like, you know, criticism of that phone call, but, um, I do think they are playing hard for him and that's kind of the unknown here. That's why it's a stay away for me. Brown's two, two double digit wins in a row. They hit their stride. They have to, they're motivated. They've got to win to stay with Pitt. I don't know though. I'm nervous about this. I I I just don't know if Baker's going to have that week that he always seems to have at a crucial moment. You know, uh, Baker can play. Baker can play in this system, good offensive in this line. system yeah. right now. Yes, yeah. uh, I think it's absolute crap that the Jets don't get the number one pick. They don't get the number one pick against the Jaguars because they the Jets have have a tougher strength of schedule. Yeah, that's absolute crap. Um, you know, I think the Jets may be happy, ha- fat and happy after that win. The Browns need the game. Uh, Jets are overmatched everywhere in this one. I don't think lightning strikes twice. The Jets, as, as almost double-digit dogs, are not going to win two games in a row. Uh, the Browns, 1-6 in, in the last seven as road favorites. That one win mm. was last week versus the Giants. I'm still going to take the Browns. But I got I got to divulge from the podcast here, from the picks a little bit here. It's it's, it's kind of angering me that the Jets don't get that number one pick. If they so I I got a proposal. Okay, I'm gonna call it the bad team tournament. Okay, the bad team tournament. So we have seven teams from each conference making the playoffs. Make it eight. So half the league makes the playoffs. The other half is in this bad team tournament. The loser right? loser bracket. The loser, yeah. the loser pool, right? So you can run this one of two ways. You can have a 16-team playoff, right? And players aren't motivated, motivated by draft picks. But you can have draft pick in there. Like you can move up spots if you advance and, and stuff like that. But you sell it as a package to TV. And you run these games concurrently with the real playoffs on Wednesday and Thursday nights. So Wednesday and Thursday nights, you get the bad team playoffs. And you can run it like a tournament, or what you do is even better because some of these teams want to fire their coaches. Okay, fire your coaches, bring in your new staff. Now you can work with the team right now, implement some of your stuff in January, and evaluate your players. Evaluate players with your new staff and make it just one game for each. So you could have the Jacksonville Jaguars and New York Jets are one and two, you play each other. The winner can move up a spot. The loser moves down a spot, right? And you have the three and four, the five and six, the seven and eight. And you can spread it out. You can, you can make it, you know that bye week mm-hmm. between the Super Bowl? You can make all the games take place then. So they get the new staffs that come in, get three weeks to work with their team. And you do it during the bye week. You have a game on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you have eight games. You have eight days that you can play games. So this is what it would look like. You would have the Jets and Jags for the number one pick in the draft. right? You would have the Bengals and Texans for the third and fourth pick in the draft. Panthers and Falcons for the five and six pick. 
Eagles Giants for seven and eight pick. That'd be outstanding, right? You have Niners Chargers for the nine and ten. Lions Broncos eleven and twelve. You'll like this one. Ding- Co- Mr. Dingler will like this one. Lieutenant Dingler. Cowboys Patriots for the 13 14 oh, nice, spot. Nice. And then for the 15 16, Vikings versus Raiders. That's a pretty good game. That, that would be fun. And you have a new staff. If you like, you know the Jets, a new staff coming in. All right, we get to work with a new staff. The Bengals might have a new staff. The Texans definitely are. The Panthers don't have a new staff, but guess what? You can keep building on what you built this year. I, I, the Falcons, new staff. I think this is a great opportunity. Wait, 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 wait. It, it works except for one thing. What's that? What if your star player, who's like a number one pick for, or number five pick from last year, gets hurt during this thing? And yes. He's out for a season. No, you got nine months. Yeah. He'll play again till September. I like the idea. To me, I, I mean, I, with player safety, it probably would. Probably, Ew, yeah. But I, hey, to me, it's more games on, more gambling opportunities. More football, I'd love it. Yeah. I'd love it. And then you don't got teams, quote, tanking. Yeah. They can't. You tank. You right. Can, you could possibly lose it. Right. Uh, so, yes. Just to go back to my scenario, by the way, 9-5 and five Ravens, 9-5 and five Dolphins, 10-4 and four Cleveland. They all win this week. Cleveland. No, no, no. That's old. Cleveland's already got 10 wins. Yeah. Cleveland's 10-4. and four. Yeah. Oh, okay. They all win this week. And then if Cleveland playing the Steelers were to lose and the other ones win, they and five. both beat Cleveland in the tiebreaker. Oh, my gosh. And they would be out of the playoffs. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. That's you get a lot of teams with 10 wins for 10 or 11. All right. Next game up. This is our first lock of the week. Sunday, 1 o'clock. I'm the only one that has this as a lock or a lean. Team 467, the Bears. They're laying seven and a half last I checked. Yep, still there. Against Team 468, the Jaguars. I got the Jaguars, seven and a half points. What's the most Bearsy thing to do after getting into contention for the playoffs would be to lose, lose. this game. The clock has struck midnight on Friday. Christmas miracle is over. Trubisky turns back into a pumpkin. Right, the defense has had poor efforts this whole second half of the year for the Bears. They will get another one on the road. Jacksonville will not only cover, Jacksonville is going to win this game wow. on the field. Marone is a good coach. He's been blown out two games in a row. There will not be a third. The Bears do nothing on third down on offense. Montgomery has been outstanding two games in a row. Jacksonville is pretty good stopping the run. They're going to load up that box. They're going to make Trubisky beat them. Trubisky's not going to be able to get the ball to his wide receivers like he has been. That Jacksonville offense, they can get in the red zone. They're not going to be able to score well. They're going to kick five field goals. But their, their special teams are so bad, they're going to miss two field goals as well. Jacksonville's going to win this game 15-13. to 13. The Bears are 0-5 in their last five games as a favorite. Jacksonville Jaguars, coach's clipboard, lock of the week, winning the game on the field. Guns? I'm going opposite. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I almost, am, I, after you know looking at this game, I said, wow, 
So here's the thing. I heard a stat today, and this this blew my mind. Aaron Rodgers, first 48 games of his career, 28 and 20. Watson, first 48 games in his career, 28 and 20. Ooh. Mitch Trubisky, 28 and 20. 28 and 20. Wow. There's hope. This guy, besides that. There's a big difference between. Absolutely. And absolutely. I'm just saying, besides that one throw a game, when you look at him and say, why the hell is this dude throwing the ball? Since he's come back in, this team is playing hard. They're putting up points. He's been throwing the ball accurate, and they're finally let the guy run. I don't think he he last year. I think he was hurt and he couldn't run. It's like uh, your boy Jones when they let him use his legs. Yeah, he he's a weapon, it. dude. He use his legs right now. Right, oh, he's a weapon. Jag struggling last eleven games, four and seven against the spread. I can tell you right now, if they're winning this game at any point, that owner's going to come out of that owner's box and tell that coach. You win this game, you'll never have a job again ever in your life. There's no way they want to be competitive now that they've locked up Lawrence. There's no way. Hey, I, Lawrence is from that area. I, I mean, right. it is a slam dunk. If they win this game or if even a chance, there will be contra- – if the Jets wind up getting back the number one pick, can you imagine? The Jets are going to – but you know what? It's not going to matter because the Jets are going to beat the Patriots the last week of the season. Okay. Give the pick back. But anyway, Chicago playing for their playoff lives. Jacksonville with that scenario going on. Listen, I know their coach could care less about getting Lawrence, but I'm telling you, there's there's no way management's going to let that happen. So I like Chicago here laying the seven and a half. Mosh. Uh, I like Jacksonville. I'll take the seven and a half. Um, let's talk odds. Um First of all, I, I actually went and looked this up. Right now, Jacksonville has a 74% chance the first draft pick. I think they're not going to take a chance. I think they're going to want to lose. But seven and a half is a lot of points, you know? Uh, it's a lot of points for Chicago, too, uh, to, to win by. Um, you know, Jacksonville's only scoring like 18 points a game on average. So I added the seven and a half to that to 25. I don't think the Bears are scoring, you know, much point. more than that. Yeah. So that's why I would take this. Like, it's strictly on the numbers. Yep, I, get I would take yep, Jacksonville. Um, but I'm staying away from this game just because this, uh, the fear that of Trubisky, you know, regressing. Mitch to Mercedes, dude, they call him. <laughs> All right, Sunday, 1 o'clock, Team 463, the Bengals. They're getting nine points against Team 464, the Texans. Nick, this is a lean for you. This is a lock for Johnny? Was this a lock for you? The Texans, Bengals? I got to double check. It was a lean. It was a lean. Okay, so yeah. two leans. This is a stay away game for me. Uh, Johnny, I'm going to let you lead off. Sure. Um, so uh, so this is a lean for Cincinnati. And look, <clears throat> I, think, I think we have to start this conversation by saying, number one, this is for you, Nick. You're in my man cave. This is my basement. Things will be said here. Bad things about this particular game with Cincinnati and, and Pittsburgh. You can't wreck anything. <laughs> you can't chase me up the stairs like you did at Jared's house. Okay. When, when the Pats beat, beat the Steelers, and I said a few choice things to you that probably were not in the best interest of 
<coughs> of my health or we wealth. We will mention what happened in and Vegas. And we will not mention what happened in Vegas. Got it. <laughs> Nothing can be destroyed. You stay away from the guitars. <laughs> that having been said, uh, <laughs> um, look, Cincinnati's frisky. Um, and, you know, Houston's not good. I'm not giving them 9.5 any day of the week. Um, I know Cincinnati has this Finley character who just – he's just – he's not good. He, they let him run the ball. They let him in run. Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh looked like they've never seen a quarterback run ever in their lives. It blew my mind. Listen, listen to this. He completed seven of 13 passes for 89 yards. And they won. And they won. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, they were not, they were not good. Um, the the he spread did, is down to eight. Interesting. It's actually off the board. I, I didn't find it on the board. I went with yeah. nine point five, which I, is what I, I got to, I on to Monday. Go to Vegas and yeah, to yeah. I, I I had that from Monday. Um, so talking about the switching over to the Texans, you know, they're just not consistent. Um, they rallied from you know an early fourteen nothing deficit to to tie the score, you know, by the fourth quarter. Um, here's a little here's a little uh, stat for you with them too. Um, we call this one the great evening of the odds over the course of two years. So the record when trailing at halftime in 2019, uh, if they were if they were trailing at halftime, they were four and five. In 2020, they were zero and nine. Um, what well, amazing catch by the BYU guy! <laughs> um, in one score games in 2019, they were seven and three. In 2020, they're two and six. And games decided by three points or less in 2019, they were five and one. In 2020, they were one and one. And that is the great evening of the odds. So I do think that. Uh, in all honesty, I think uh, nine and a half is too many points, and I don't think Cincinnati wins it on the field, but I think they cover. I think uh, Cincinnati had their <laughs> Super Bowl moment yes, uh, yesterday versus Steelers. Uh, like I said, I sat there in shock and awe throughout the game, couldn't believe what was happening. Uh, listen, Steelers gave them three turnovers inside their own 30, short fields for Cincinnati, um, like I said, act like they'd never seen a running quarterback before. <laughs> um, hey, they, you know, Steelers gave them early momentum. They got confident. Uh, they made the plays when they had to. Steelers offense right now is an absolute mess. Um, they, you know, sat back, loaded up, took everything short away. Listen, now they're going to go up against Deshaun Watson. <clears throat> He's going to let it fly. He's going to, he's playing to win. He's an MVP caliber quarterback. They are going to blow Cincinnati out of the building. This is a feel-good game for Houston. I'm leaning Houston. Lay the points. Uh, I got agreement with you, Guns. I my uh, to quote Major League Baseball, and I think it was Serrano who said, I, I, "F you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. My power numbers have betrayed me, and I have this game." as even in my power power numbers. And that means I'm getting eight points with Cincinnati, which means, my God, I better take Cincinnati. I cannot trust Ryan Finley to do that twice in a row. You got Watson versus Finley. I mean, that's a huge mismatch. Cornell versus Zach Taylor, another huge mismatch. The Texans' defense is awful. As bad as that defense is for Houston, I'm not sure how the Bengals get to 20 points unless they do what Pittsburgh does exactly. and give the ball up right. in the red zone the whole time. I think the Texans get 30 points. So the Bengals 
fat and happy. They are 0-6-1 on the road this year. Give me the Texans minus eight. I'm not listening to my power numbers this week. I'm going with my brain, going with what I see on the field, the eyeballs, and uh, there we go. Uh, Next one, Sunday. This is just a lean for the gun. Sunday, team 473. The Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons. They are getting 10.5 points at team 474. The Chiefs Kingdom, the Kansas City Chiefs, Guns, I'm interested to see where you go in this because I tell you what, I backed off my Saints pick because I thought they were playing dirty little games, hiding uh, hiding it. They were going to play Breeze last week, and I thought Kansas City would be motivated. And they did. They they had the Chiefs number for 50 minutes. Yep. And then I took it in the back door. As yep. I, I text you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, what, what do you got in this one? So you know, I've been on Atlanta. Uh, most of the year, backing them a lot. Um, I just think, you know, Atlanta came out. They dominated that first half against Tampa Bay. Dominated. Uh, their defense dominated. They had everything going their way. And halftime adjustments came, and they got their doors blown off. Um, now Atlanta's going to travel out to Kansas City. They're going to be outside. It's going to be cold. I didn't look at the weather yet, but I can guarantee you it's going to be cold. Um, Kansas City, last six games, 0-5-1 against the spread. They have not covered. One thing Atlanta is bad at, it's going on the road against the AFC opponents. 0-7 against the spread, 1-6 straight up. So something here has got to give. Uh, I think Kansas City is due for one of their explosions. Uh, we've not seen it in a while. Atlanta's defense is not good. Um I'm going to call this here now. This could be a rewindable moment. Kansas City keeps letting these teams hang around. You never feel like they're going to lose the game, but it's always like never. They don't. They're not putting the pedal to the metal and burying teams. I don't. I've had, that, I've had those seasons when I'm coaching basketball where like we just don't step on their throat. Right. Do the and knockout. So punch. like I wonder, are they bored? Are they waiting for the postseason? Is it? Because their defense is ranked good, they might they might lack the killer instinct, they, or they just might lack it. So, but I'm I'm gonna call this here right now, and I'm not I'm I'm taking Kansas City this week as my lean. They're going to get knocked off in the playoffs if things do not change for them in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm in agreement with you. They're going to play a a Ravens, a Titan. They're going to play a Colts, one of these teams, and they're going to let them hang around, and they're going to get burned. Yeah. But that's that's my feel. But in this game, I think Kansas City starts to turn it around. It's playoff time now, one seed. Let's let's put this game away. You know, you got Bills tailing you. Let, let's let's go. Let's get this done. I think they, they put it in high gear here. Uh, I'm, I'm going against you. I'm taking the Falcons in the 10.5 points. Um, BYU scores again. Um, Atlanta might be the best of the bad teams. Uh, you know, if the, the bad team tournament, if it was a 16-team tournament and the winner advances and, and the winner gets the number one seed and the players yeah. get the money from all the TV revenue. It's every year they do this. They, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the Chiefs, they haven't beat anyone by more than a full touchdown with the two-point conversion since the Jets in week eight. Now, you know, Atlanta will put up points, especially late, 
which is a theme with Kansas City. So I'm going to take the 10.5 points. I, I, I'm not interested in betting against the Chiefs. Um, Johnny, what do you got? Yeah, I got the Chiefs. I'll take the 10.5. But um, let's talk a little bit about Atlanta being the good-bad team. Uh, I, I think it's unfortunate. I, I have to tell you, I think it's – I think this – you have to put this um, on bad coaching and failure to adjust. Uh, th- this, this thing that they have about leaping out ahead – and it's not even for them stepping on the throat. It's just not wanting to do anything different than they come in with that game plan. That game plan, they are locked and loaded, and they will not change no matter what. I mean, in the second half last week, um, I, I, I don't even know what, if they scored at all. They had 31 points in the, fir- in the, in the second half against them. Um, I, I don't know what the coaches are doing. You are right about Kansas City. I'm worried about them putting their foot on the throat. They seem to think that they can turn this on and off whenever they have to. They think they can hold that ball 20 minutes a game and score enough points to win. There's going to come a time in the playoffs where they come up against somebody very good, and that is going to cost them. Yep. Um, but not this week. <laughs> there you go. That's why you got the Chiefs. Ah, this game, Sunday, 4 o'clock. This is a lock for the mush. 453, the Broncos. They're getting three points at 454, the Chargers. Lean for me. It's a lean for you. It's a lean for me. And this was close to a lock a for lean. me. It's a lean. It's a lean for me. Oh, it's a lean for yeah. you. So we all lean in this. Case. I'm like looking, making sure I wrote it right. You know. Yeah, I might have just orange it by accident. Um, <laughs> for the love of God. I tell you what. I'm bad enough. I'm bad enough. Uh, Denver. Has been a dog the last three times they played the Chargers and won all three on the field. Uh, I trust that banged up Denver defense more than the Chargers' offense. Uh, big advantage on special teams with Denver. The Broncos need to stop the run despite all the injuries. Their defensive backs last week, they're giving up six point six yards a carry in the last three games. So, so maybe they're overcompensating for their defensive they back issues. Absolutely are. Panjo's playing a light box. Five. Yeah. He's six guys up front, and everybody else is back. So um, I think they're overcompensating that. The Broncos are eight and one against the spread, following an eight against the spread loss. So when they don't cover like they did last week, they play and cover the margin the next week generally. Last five games between these teams, the Broncos are four and one against the spread. The Broncos seven and two against the spread when they play. At the Chargers, whether it's in San Diego or Los Angeles, the last nine years. Broncos, no home field advantage for them this year. They are 5-2 and two on the road against the spread. Chargers, led by 21 in Denver, only to lose by one. And that's why it's just a lean for me. This could be a revenge game for the Chargers. I'm going to take the Broncos plus three, but I'm very leery of it. Uh Guns, what do you got in this? I'm leaning the other way on this one, and that for that exact same reason you said, um, I know uh, Chargers are not, you know, good at covering the spreads within the division. We we talked about this uh, last ten games, two and seven and one against the spread. Um, Denver has owned them lately in the series. Uh, get get uh, Lynn gets out coached once again, and he'll probably get out coached this game. But I just think those cluster injuries to the secondary for Denver, uh, Fangio playing six men in the box. He's just daring teams to run because he doesn't want to face the throw. So when they played Buffalo, they didn't 
they said, you know what? I see your six-man box uh, up front. I don't care. We're going to throw the ball. And they threw it all over them. Yeah. And I think uh, this is gonna, a game here. If the Chargers are, are taking notes, they should let Herbert let it rip, kid. Let him, let him, let him do his thing. Let him cook, and, and they should have blowout city here. Uh, remember, I remember that game with Locke played horrible for three quarters. In the fourth quarter, he rallies and he's doing all those stupid dances and the weird crap he does. I think this is going to be bulletin board material. I'm leaning Chargers. Mosh. So I, I found it interesting over the last few days how everybody's sort of focused on Locke and Herbert. When you look at the overall numbers for these two guys, right, what do you see? Neither one of them scoring much more than 20 points a game on average. 20 points a game, that's a really low-scoring game. Then you look at the defense. Both defenses are pretty close to each other too. So I'm throwing all the numbers away. I'm actually just looking with my eyes and think who's going to win. And um, and I'm taking, I'm taking the charges with the minus 3.5. I think that – they're a better team. I think that uh, I think um, Herbert is more electric and reliable. Um, and Locks, although they're only scoring the same number of point, points in a game, th- I always feel like Locks going to do something dumb. Look at their yeah. If you look up their passing yards a game, it's yeah. it's night and day. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Next game up. Team Sunday four o'clock. Team four seventy seven. The Eagles. They're laying one and a half points against Team 478, the Cowboys. It's up to two. Two and a half. Two and a half. All right. So I'm going to start off with this one. This is a lean for me. And I'm taking the two and a half points with the Cowboys. But we got to talk about Jalen Hurts. And I'm a big fan of Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells has rules about taking a quarterback. Yep. And... These are his rules. You ready? Yep. Must be a three-year starter in college. Must be a senior in college. Must graduate college because he likes guys that finish things. Right. right? Um, he, they must start at least 30 games. They must win at least 23 games. They must post a two-to-one touchdown to interception ratio and complete at least 60 passes thrown. So coming out of the draft this year, you got Joe Burrow. Tua, Justin Herbert, Jacob Eason, Jordan Love, Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts, Anthony Gordon. All right? Jacob Eason, one out of seven of those categories. Tua, only three out of seven. Gordon, four out of seven. Burrow, Love, and Fromm, five out of seven. You know who hit all seven benchmarks? Jalen Hurts. And Justin Herbert. So that might be a sign Listen, that maybe the Eagles are on to something. I told you that I, you know, not I, I want a quarterback that needs to stand in the pocket, complete complete balls. That's why I loved Philly last week. I'm telling you, this dude is balling right now, dude. Yeah. He's balling. And the guys respect him. Absolutely. They're playing for him. Yep. So this is a loser's done match, uh, you know. If it, you know if Washington beats Carolina, they're both done anyway. But Hertz looks pretty good under pressure, and he was under duress quite a bit against the Cardinals. Uh, if if Doug Peterson would stop chasing stupid points, two points. Two point mm. Well, they missed an extra point. They missed yeah. that's how I lost. Yeah, 
So instead of being yeah. six, it was seven. But there's but. a ripple effect of bad decisions yes. Yes. with him going for it on fourth down. And my buddy at school is an Eagles fan, big game James. And he's like, you guys are all seeing it now. I've been living with this since the Super Bowl where he makes dumb decisions all the time. And he got away with it during the Super Bowl. Everybody thinks he's great. Right. This is the stupid crap he's been doing all along. Because it's analytics. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is clearly the two worst coach- coaches in the NFC mm-hmm. least. Uh, Eagles, 0-5 in their last five road games as favorites. Cowboys, 6-0 and in their last six games as home dogs, including last week when they beat the Niners. And in this little series between the Eagles and Cowboys, the home team is 4-0 against the spread. Give me the Cowboys. It's just a lean. But maybe it's something I laid a little money on. <laughs> I got the Cowboys. Johnny DeMosh, what do you got? Well, uh, I learned in Vegas, never bet the Cowboys, especially in a parlay. Um, <laughs> uh, sobriety did not help me that particular day. And uh, uh, me and M- Lieutenant Dingler bonded, uh, and I lost some money. So it was worth but, it, but, I guess. But, but uh, Bisson uh, took the Jets in one one one. He did. He did. Um so look, let's settle down a little bit about Hurts, okay? So, um, you know, <laughs> let's not forget that Doug Peterson is, and that offensive line is causing was causing Wentz to get whacked around a lot, right? Yeah. So he was doing a lot of stupid things. I would do a lot of stupid things if I was afraid of being whacked around like that. He'd been hurt quite a bit right, for the last right. couple of years because of it. Hurts is too young and stupid to know he's going to get hurt. Yeah. And so the same stuff is happening to him, but he's just not afraid yet. Yeah. Give it a few weeks. He's going to get afraid. Um, that having been said, um, I do like him. I do like the way he's playing. I think he's substantially better than Wentz. I wish he had a coach and a line that would protect him the right way and set him up to, for to succeed. Um, I'm worried that they can't score more than 25. Um, uh, Dallas, I, I don't know. All, all I saw was that this is the first time Dalton won two games in a row since 2018. That that made me very excited. <laughs> that he completed 19 of 33 passes for 209 yards. Um, I don't know. I I will stay far, far away from this game. But I will take Philly uh, to win it outright. Eagle. All right. Guns. I'm, I'm taking Philly here, and it's a lean for me. Uh, oh, it's a lean. Yeah, so absolutely. Um as bad as Philly's coach is, I think it's a big advantage over what Dallas has going. Uh, I'm not buying this Andy Dalton show. Uh, I'm not buying, you know, Pollard running wild. And he's not going to run wild against that Philadelphia uh, defensive front line there. The front line's playing well. Uh, their secondary ran into problems last week. But I don't think Dalton's going to be able to take advantage of that. Um, again, I, I loved Hurts last week. I was an extra point away from missing that that lock. Um that's a little different one, yeah. Um, I like Hurts, Jalen Hurts here with the energy and the emotion Philly's playing with. Huge game, loser leave town match. I'm going with the Eagles on the road. Dingler, I'm sorry, brother. For your sake, I hope they win, but I like Philly here to win the game on the field, cover the one and a half, uh, lean for me, Philly. All right, next game up. This is Nikki Guns. I like BYU, too. Um, I wonder if she is. 
a, dad, a picture, a tattoo of a dagger on her body. We're watching a we're watching a BYU UCF game, and there was a very attractive young lady from BYU. Um, I'm, I'm sure she doesn't have a tattoo of a dagger on her body. I think I'm safe. Um, I digress. Um, this is Nikki Gunn's lock of the week. This is a lock for the mush. This is a lean sure. for me. And this has the feel of us all being on the same side, which means we, we need to run far, far away. This is Team 475. The Rams getting one and a half points at the Team 476, the Seahawks. Guns, this is your Stone Cold, Five Star, Silver Bullet, Lead Pipe, Lock of the Week, and it's the L.A. Rams. Yeah. And we're going to make this one. Alaskan lead pipe. Alaskan lead yes, pipe. Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, so here we go. We talked about this earlier with certain teams in the division just having the number over other teams in this division. And the last six games that the LA Rams have played Seattle, LA is 5-1 and one straight up against Seattle. They average 32 points a game. Uh, McVay has Carroll's number. LA often in Embarrassing loss to the Jets. Division on the line. Extra motivation after that loss to the Jets. They will come out fired up. Maybe they were looking ahead to this game. Seattle's laying points to the Rams. I think Rams come out. The over-under in this game is low. 46.5. You're going to give me 2.5 with the Rams. I think Rams put it. 1.5 It's down to 1.5. Seattle. Uh, this is not the same Seattle offense we saw at the start of the year. Um, they've not been successful. Defense is getting more sacks, but I just think it's the teams they've been playing. They're going to play a team here that is extra motivated. Love the Rams in this spot here. This is my five-star, stone-cold, silver bullet, Alaskan lead pipe lock of the week. Give me the Rams and McVay to roll over Seattle in this game. Mush, this is a lock. What do you got? I'm going the other way. Nice. That means it might work. Yes. It might work. Yeah, yeah. And looking at my record, you guys are probably right. Look, let's talk for a second about you, you just kind of yada, yada, yada over that loss to the Jets last week for the Rams. <laughs> and there's a lot going on there. That, that was a total look ahead. Yep. No, I yeah, it was. I, see, I, I disagree. I'm, I'm, okay, so we've seen Goff quite some time now. Casparilla mm-hmm. Bowl canceled. Biscuit. All right. <laughs> We've seen that face that he gets, right? It's the uh, – who's the dude, who was the quarterback for Chicago uh, that used oh, to uh, – yeah, the last yeah, yeah. one. Uh, the, 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 the McMahon? Foles? No, 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 no the no, one no. everybody hated. The guy with De- – was oh, it Denver? Cutler. Uh, Cutler. Cutler. We, we've seen that look from Cutler, right? You see that look. You run, run away. Eli Goff, used to have that look once in a while. But not nearly as bad. Yeah. Goff has that look. Listen, it's, you know – the first series with golf. What you're getting. What you're getting. It, and it's I agree. actually true. Right, right. Was this. They were 2 of 11 on third downs. Yep. Um, they had a block. They had a punt uh, that was blocked. There was an interception. Um, for the Rams, Acres is out now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, They're running back by committee, though. I mean, I, I understand that, yep. but it's just uh, each little thing, yep. right? Um, I think the Seahawks... 
you know, jumped into the lead last week, and I think they're they're going to be playing to save it. I get a little worried about Pete Carroll getting a little too cute sometimes, particularly towards the end of the game. Uh, but I'll take Seattle, and I'll take the was it one and a half? I think is one and a half. Yeah, lay one and a half. All right, the Rams have won five of six versus Seahawks. Only only lost but was by one when they missed a field goal late with yep. Greg DeLeg. Special teams could be a factor in this one. The Rams unit has struggled without Fossil this year who went to Dallas. This is a buy-low opportunity for the Rams in my, in my feeling. Seattle struggles on third down offense and defense. Seattle pass rush has been better, like Gunn said, and that might be the key to messing up Goff and the Rams. But this is a division mashup where one team – has the other team's number. The Rams are 4-0 against the spread this year versus teams with a winning record. But they are 4-19 against the spread uh, against Seattle. Seattle, 6-1 at home this year. I'm a little scared of it. This is why it's just a lean for me. I'm taking the Rams, but there's something fishy in the Rams' water, like uh, like the mush said. Here's a lock. Sunday, 8 o'clock. Team 479, the Titans, getting three and a half at Team 480, the Packers. This is a lock for me. This is a lock for the guns. I think we're on opposite sides. We're in a lock fight right here. Uh oh. Packers versus a physical run <clears throat> team, which has been their kryptonite on defense. The Titans will score and match the Packers score for score. And they're going to need to with that Titans defense, which is very bad. LaFleur knows the Titans very well. Rabel's a very good coach, too. Aaron Rodgers, I know he's an MVP candidate, but you know who was mentioned as MVP candidate early in the year? Ryan Tannehill. Okay? Aaron Jones, great running the ball. Derrick Henry, better running the ball. So close. I'm getting more than a field goal. Tennessee needs this game where the Colts could leapfrog them with a win against Pittsburgh. Even if Indy loses you know, to Pitt, it's a 1 o'clock game. Tennessee will know they can clinch the division with a win. Uh, or if Indy loses, Indy wins, they know they have to win to keep pace. The Packers have a game lead on the Saints. They will know the result of that Saints game on Friday because it's the day before. They still have the Seahawks lurking. I, I think you're going to get the best effort from both teams here. Long story short, you have two motivated teams following. Seven straight-up wins. So the Packers won last week, right? After winning a game straight up, they are 1-6 against the spread the next week. Give me the Titans. I'm taking that 3.5 points. Guns, are you with me or against me? I'm going against you, Coach. Oh, he's got the pack. Yep. Uh, Sunday weather in Lambeau, high of 34, uh, low of 15. Cloudy skies, few snow showers. It's going to be a great day for football in Lambeau. Um, Tennessee played out of their mind last week, uh, put up huge numbers. There's a few teams in this league that any given Sunday, they can beat any single team, and they can lose to any single team, and Tennessee's one of them. I think the Packers are one of them too, though. Uh, I don't think so, but this we'll <laughs> see. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I, I I don't know. That's not one of the ones I was thinking of, but Green Bay chasing that one seed. I know Tennessee is going to be just as motivated, and they are the kind of team that will give Green Bay trouble. Uh, Rodgers, they had the primetime game against Carolina standalone. They were not happy. Uh, up 21-3, that game looked like Route City. Uh, the mush – 
at the ski resort, thought, thought he had it in the bag, but uh, he misread the line. Didn't realize he lost till that day. He was not happy on the ski on the ski lift when I told him the line was eight and a half. Um, since two thousand nine, Rogers in Lambeau in December, twenty and two straight up. Oh, seventeen and five against the spread. Oh my gosh! Coming off a rough one against Carolina, Tennessee riding high. Prime time game. I'm taking twelve. Lay the three and a half. I think the hook's there to reel people in. Lock Ooh, it up and give me, the, give me the pack. Mush, break the tie here. Explain to them your your moment of. Is he, is he going to be tainted because the Packers betrayed him last yes, week? Yes, yes, he might be. I have declared the jihad. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> my Packers. goodness. He says to me, he says, how'd you, how'd you do on Saturday? I said, I went one and one. I had Denver and uh, Carolina. He's like, Oh, I want to know. I had Green Bay. And I was like, no, you, like we started talking and I was like. I somehow, I, I translated three and a half to two and a half. No, six, I, and, six and, and a half to, to eight and a half. Eight and a half. That's what it was. <laughs> See, I'm completely lost. So we're, we're about to get on the ski lift, not together, but because, you know, we're trying. And he's got the mask on, you know. And I could see the top of the mask curving up from the smile <laughs> on his face as I realized that I just lost something I thought I won. The look that I got, I just felt like an idiot because I thought I had a chance. So I got on that lift. I was just angry. And, you know, when, he, when, when I, you know, and, and then I got to the top of the mountain and I skied past him like a mile. And I just flew past him. I wasn't going to talk to him again for the rest of the day. Um, look. Uh, Rogers for me is 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 like the Patriots. I I, I have like a real blind spot for him. Yep. Uh, because he's just I, I I just think he's got the best arm I've ever seen. Um, and I always always will bet on him. And so for this one I'm staying away from, but I will take Green Bay. Ah. But I will stay. But I'm staying away because what I saw in the second half of that game really concerned me. And talk about before, we were talking before about not putting, you know, Kansas City not putting the foot down, right? You know, they're great in the first half, and then Green Bay will just let up. And a letdown game after a win, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm worried about that. Um, I'm worried about them. The Titans, you're right. They, they played out of their minds. I just don't think they can do that twice, um, even with Henry. And I think it's going to be cold, and I just don't think the conditions are right for that. All right, this is our last lock of the week. And this is the Monday night game. The Guns, I believe he has this as a lock. The Bills, I think they're laying seven now at Team 482, the Patriots. The Bills are Team 481. Guns, who are you locking up here? So, I've been, as much as I love this Buffalo team to start the year, for some reason, I've gone against them week after week, and I yes, keep getting burned, and I don't get it. And here's the thing. This Patriot team, we keep looking at all these stats and all these. Don't look at stats right. of the Patriots. Don't. Guess what? Tom's not there anymore. 12 isn't there anymore. Belichick's missed the playoffs three times in the last 19 years. The first year he got there. No Tom. With Bledsoe. The year, Castle, Brady got hurt the first game of the year yeah, when his knee Castle, got blown out. Castle, but they did have ten wins. They missed the playoffs, though. They missed the playoffs, and this year, yeah. listen, 
12's not coming in to rescue you. Buffalo has won the division. They're chasing Kansas City for the one. Allen right now, he's MVP in my book. I Listen, you can't take anything away from Holmes, but they like somebody new every year. I think it's it's Allen right now. I mean, I've this dude is playing. You you can't even make it up how good he's playing. And I'll tell you right now, McDermott has a bad history against Buffalo. I mean, against New England. Um, since he got hired in 2017, he's 1-6 straight up, 2-4-1 against the spread against the Patriots. Josh Allen, 1-3 straight up. I'm going to tell you right now, they get up on this team, they're going to try to put the dog on them. They're going to they're gonna open it up. Um, this is the first time since October 21st, 2001, that the Pats are playing a division team and are an underdog by six or more. Wow. That is insane. Um, the last time they were an underdog by six or more in their division was Brady's fourth start of his career. And you know who was in their division then? The Colts. Ugh. And you know what Brady and Belichick did that day? Win. They won. Um, Belichick and the Pats, 9-4 and four against the spread, win a dog by six or more. But again, there's no 12 to bail them out. Bills, 6-0 and against the spread their last six games. Lock it up. I'm going to be sitting back. Monday night football, treehouse in hand, Buffalo rolling, living it up. Lock up Buffalo. New England's no longer the champion of the division. Johnny DeMush. Will not make the playoffs. Patriots fan. Those words hurt. A little bit. They'll be watching the playoffs like the rest of us. Let me just tell you something. Listeners, you get these three guys here. And we do our best to be professional, but we don't have to be. And I don't plan to be right now. We've known each other for quite some time, and I've known Nick for oh, going on past a decade. And during that time, he has spent an enormous amount of time telling me how awful Tom Brady is. And telling me how much the Patriots stink and how Belichick was the secret to the success. And now, now suddenly, number 12 is riding a white horse in from Canada. To try and save them. It's unbelievable. I feel like... I feel like Where are you going to find a white horse? I, I, I feel like... Canadian whiskey. I feel like... <laughs> the Canadian whiskey. I feel like if we just entered Animal House. <laughs> yeah. When Batarski's talking about... The Listen Germans, to me. The Germans invading Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Listen to me, Nikki. I can't... I'm staying away from this game for a variety of reasons. I can't even figure out who you picked because I don't know what the hell you were talking about. The bottom line is nobody should bet on this game. It's too many points. I don't know what Buffalo is going to do. I don't know if Belichick cares enough to try and win. Oh, he does. And number 12 isn't there. That's right. He was the secret. That's right. I'm out. So who do you pick? Oh. <laughs> Buffalo. Listen, Belichick – does not want a losing season on his record. He's 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 playing to win this game. He's definitely playing. To Absolutely, win. he doesn't play to lose. No. All right. Diggs has a foot in, foot injury. Gilmore is a knee injury. That's a matchup we're not going to see. This is the type of game when you give up on New England and they shock you. 
Buffalo would like the two seed to avoid Kansas City until the last possible moment. Yep. But let the Colts. Yep. Let the Colts beat the let Chiefs. Other teams take shots yeah. at them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. They're in the driver's seat. And I think New England hangs around in this game. I'm going to take the seven points with New England. But I won't bet it. <laughs> I don't know how Cam scores more than yeah. 10 points in that yeah. game, but we'll see. Hey, they, like you said, they'll get a special teams yeah. blocked kick or yep. something. Yeah. All right, we haven't had an ad. We have four games left. We haven't had an ad yet. Let's go to www.mybookieag. Use the promo code DARTH at checkout. Use capital letters when you use DARTH. You get a 50% sign-up bonus when you do that. When you play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And you want all these picks? We post them at the website, www.jeffreybelanger.com. Click on the, 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 the Giants Super Bowl ring. Not 2012, they beat the Patriots. Super Bowl ring. It's a banner ad. Buy yourself something nice. Maybe somebody gives you an Amazon gift card. Go through the website. A little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. No additional cost to you. All right. Speaking of Tom Brady, you guys just spoke eloquently about number 12. Saturday, 1 o'clock, Team 457, the Bucks, the leading off Saturday. They are laying nine points against the Detroit Lions, Team 458. None of us want this game. I'm going to take the Lions at nine points. The Lions you're are actually, dead. You're getting nine and a half now. Nine wow. and a half. Yep. Uh, uh, is, is Stafford not playing? He's, he played last week. Didn't I he? know. That's why I, like, I He's can't. He's an underrated, yeah. so tough guy. Like, Put him on a good team, man. He always plays hard. Yeah. yeah. He never gives he didn't up. Have, why, well, he had nothing to play for last week. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Lions are dead team walking, but that QB, Matt Stafford, this is what I wrote. Yep. He puts points up. Um you know, and the the Lions are home. Again, super contest. I'm a little scared to take the Bucks because Stafford is a live yeah. dog, man. Uh, the Bucks are a really solid team, top 10 in the league in most areas. I don't like their special teams. I wonder if they give up a late score to let the Lions cover. The Lions have been terrible at home this year. Um, 0-4 against the spread uh, the last four games. Uh I'm, I'm going to take the lines. I'm going to take the nine and a half points. Uh, what, what you got? Uh, I'll, I'll go with the mush on this one. Mush, where are you going? Uh, I, I had a, a, a lower number. I didn't realize it had gone up to nine, nine and a half. I, I, would, I would take Detroit. I'd stay away from the game, but I'd take Detroit with the nine and a half. I just don't trust um, Tampa Bay to consistently play throughout this entire game. Um, I'd like to point out for Nick that Antonio Brown got his first touchdown with the Bucks this week. Absolutely. Uh, and it was a big one, 46 yards. Yep. Uh, it was kind of fun uh, to see that, the replay on that. Um, I, again, like the Green Bay was not there for the whole game. The Bucks were not there for this whole game. They they sat out the first half um, and then and then just beat the hell out of the, the, the Falcons during the second half. Um, so I don't trust them at all. And uh, for that reason, and and what what concerns me about Detroit is they they cough they coughed up I think last week four hundred and sixty three yards, Ooh. like some ridiculous yep. amount, yep. you know. Yep. So that that's what concerns me. Um, it is in Detroit, maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. Tommy's got to travel. Uh, so I, I um, I'm going opposite you two here. I'm taking Tampa. I think um, I mean Stafford's playing. He's so banged up. Um, you know, Tennessee's offense is good, but it's not great. Uh, I think that new coach thing has worn off in Detroit now. 
and uh, these players are just finishing not up. talented enough. Not talented enough. Just finishing out the year. Uh, Detroit last nine games as a home underdog. Zero and nine straight up. Three and six against the spread. Tampa Bay last eight games on the road as a favorite. Seven and one straight up. Six and two against the spread. Uh, there was rumors of a secret. Well, the NFL denied Brady and Arians going on a golf trip during the bye week. But there's rumors there was secret uh, <clears throat> steak lounge meetings or days spent with Brady and, and Arians to come to an agreement on what this offense is going to be. And, hey, maybe they settled on the long game. I don't know. Um, it took Tampa time to get it together. But once they did, boy. So now you add A.B., you know, it looks like he's rounding into game form with those other two big receivers there. Uh, this 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 is go time now for Tampa Bay. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder, are they as good as I thought they were before? I'm not sure. I don't know if this is a team that anybody's going to want to play in the playoffs. Um, I just think they turn it on here and they, and they put – they put the medal down. I'll, I'll take Tampa Bay late in the night and a half. Uh, just maybe the two points is because of this. Uh, a few hours ago, uh, Michael Rothstein from ESPN reported that the Lions were not able to practice. They were locked out of the building. must have been COVID. Yeah. Didn't say oh, okay. So that could have been yep. – if, if they oh, haven't if been able COVID to practice. out, forget it. Well, even if it, if, even if it doesn't, if you lose two days of practice, right. yeah. you're, in, you're in deep trouble. I wouldn't bet this game anyway. Yeah, right. Sunday, 1 o'clock, 465, the Colts. Getting two and a half points at Team Four Sixty Six, the Steelers. I think we got lit off with guns in this one. Oh, absolutely! Uh, you're wearing your Steelers shirt. You're still a true, still uh, black and gold uh, believer. That, that line moved. Um, what is it? I'll double check it for you. Go it's, ahead. All right, ahead. it's down to one and a half. Uh, so it's a little bit of early money coming in on Pittsburgh there. Um, Indy last six games as a dog. One four and one against the spread. Zero and six straight up. Um, but the last six games they played, they're five and one against the spread. So tough for me to handicap this game because I was watching the Steelers last night and didn't know what to think after this. I mean, what can you say about what is going on with Pittsburgh right now? I mean, I I was in shock and awe watching this game. They're the uh, East version of the 49ers. So many injuries. It, it, I think it's killed. all catching up. So no Devin Bush, no Spillane, no um, losing um, Dupree was massive. Yeah. Um, ben looks tired. The offense, I've never seen Villanueva, their left tackle, get used like he did last night against Lawson. I mean, it was absolutely... Every play Ben dropped back, he was he was under some type of pressure. Um, Pittsburgh's in a free fall. I'm, I'm the first to admit it. I always am the guy that I'm always weary about them. But listen, there's no way you can look at that team right now and think they're going to win any any game anytime soon. Since 1990, only one other team has started 11 on O or better and suffered a three game losing streak, and that was the 09 Saints. They also, they also went on to win the Super Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, you know, burn the season and it's over, but I'm saying right now they're reeling. Um, Colts are a physical team. They can run uh, rivers on that short passing game. I know the Steelers are going to be motivated, but I, I'm, if you're giving me points here with the Saints, uh, with the Colts, I'm taking the Colts, and I'm going to roll from there. Wow, he went against the Steelers. Mosh, what do you got? Well, um, 
I have to agree with what Nick is saying. I watched the game. Like, I can't figure out this is my one thing because I'm biased. I know Ben missed some throws and made some bad reads, <sighs> but they're saying, like, he looks totally done. I don't see that. Nick, but maybe he, he I'm looked, not seeing he, it. He, he, he looked, looked cooked. He looked listen, cooked. I have a healthy respect for Roethlisberger. Right. I right. do. You know what he looks he, like? He looked like Philip Rivers in last Eli. year. Yes. Like, he just. He looked like Philip Rivers and Eli Manning. Like he would st- like after the throw, he would stand there and just look at like where he, he threw couldn't it. believe like he like couldn't believe his he arm threw it there. That right, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there was one play where there, like he was he threw a pick and he started arguing with the referee about something like, oh, what the referee have to do with it? Yeah, I know. There, I mean, the only play, the only it was that yeah call I'm gonna bitch about was that Claypool deep one that mm-hmm. he had no chance of he got hit before the call. But anyway, go ahead. But there was just a lot of misses yeah. and it, just not like him. He doesn't seem to know. What's gone wrong here? When does he fumble a snap from Pouncey? I know. Yeah. It was in his hand. It's very odd. Yeah. Just, the, the, the whole thing. It, it, and, and it could, I would say that it's just a single game. Like, it's a blip. There was just something about that that looked different. It just reminded me of when, you know, when the great quarterbacks go off of a cliff, it happens sort of all at once, yep. right? We saw Peyton um, Eli. And, and Eli, and it just, it just happens. You can't believe it. And I've never seen it happen quite like in a single game like right. that, but it, it looked bad. Um, from Indy's perspective, the, the defense is playing well. Um, I think Pitt's going to be motivated. I think Tomlin's going to beat the hell out of them this week. Uh, but that opportunistic de- defense from Indy, I think, is going to is gonna cause all kinds of problems. And I think Rivers is, for some reason, I don't know why, he's like he's back on that upswing again. He's 22 of 28 with 228 yards. Couple of scores, um, I, I, I think, uh, and the line, by the way, went from like minus two and a half to plus one and a half over the last couple of over the last day. No, minus one and a half. It was. It was two and a half and went to one and a half. It went to one and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it went. I thought it flipped an extra point. All right, so but I'm people taking, are betting Pittsburgh. For right, some I'm reason, still. Which, I'm. I'm on Indy right now. Yeah. I, I'm thinking Indy. Well, Nick, this is good news for you. We all got the Colts. Oh, good, means, good, good. It means your Pittsburgh Steelers will win. Yep. Uh, two teams that have had the easiest schedules this year: the Steelers and the Colts. They're a product of their weak schedules. I think Buffalo is definitely more impressive than either of these teams. Tennessee is more impressive than either of these two teams. Mm-hmm. If these two teams had the Texans schedule, they'd be a 500 team. Uh, neither team could run the ball. Pitt's defense will be trouble for Phillip Rivers, who is you know, out from time to time for Brissett's package that they put in. There's a reason why there's a package. Like Ben's done, like Eli's done, Phillip Rivers is done. He's, he's not, no longer a good QB. Um, Brissett, um, you know, I don't know if he can lead them in the promised land either. Colts are 5-0 and against the spread of the last five games as road favorites. Do the Steelers rest this game and go out all out against the Browns? They haven't had a bye week. Do they just punt on this game? I don't think they do. But if they get down early, they might. Uh, because next week, the next week against the Browns is the big game. Yep. Um, a very good possibility that the Browns and Steelers play week 17 and then play again in the wild card round. It could happen. Is there a possibility the Steelers don't make the playoffs? No, they're locked in. They're locked Automatic. in. Automatic. Mm-hmm. They're in the playoffs. I, yep. just, I yep. just wondered yep. about that. Yep. All right. So we all got the Colts. Next one up that nobody has any money on. Uh, we got the 469 Panthers getting two points at Team 470, the Washington football team. Um, 
I'll lead off with this one. I am just, you know, kind of shocked and awe uh, that uh, it's now four points, by the way. Oh, that's right. I was just looking. Four? It's four points. Minus four? It's out. It's my, it, am I reading that right? Hold on. I'm looking. So that must mean Alex Smith is playing. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Because it's, it's off the board. On uh, it's off the board on my book. I got. Oh, mm-hmm. that's net the week after. I'm Hold sorry. on. Let me, let me, let me go and look if there's any reports right it's now. It's two and a half. It's two and a half. Okay. okay. All right. So Panthers getting two and a half. I'm watching the game. And I hear the announcer saying that Haskins is pr- playing really well before halftime. They have three points. Yeah. How the F is he playing really well? Because uh, like he's not throwing picks or something. I'll tell or, you what, yeah, the, right. na- the announcers are terrible. Yeah. You know who I love as an announcer? Uh, Talib. Oh. The guy that used to be for the Patriots, the Broncos. <laughs> I, I can't. Everybody's I, talking about it. So I can't great, stand yeah. him, dude. I love it. It's I don't like, like him, dude. I love it. It's like you and I calling a game. Yeah. That's why I love yeah, it. I don't, like, I don't like it, dude. It's like I'm sitting with Nick. And yeah. It's like me and you talking like it, during dude. the game. I love it. Um, yeah. They're down 20-3 into the fourth quarter, the, the, the Washington football team. I realize that Haskins got almost 300 yards passing. is because the Seahawks didn't finish the game. He's terrible. It's terrible. The Panthers gave us a lucky cover against Green Bay last week. Thank you, Panthers. Um, Washington is only laying two and a half. Ron Rivera versus old team. Even Haskins won't screw this up. Carolina's strength is their offense, but Washington has one of the best defenses in the, in the league. Washington's offense stinks, but Carolina's, Carolina's defense isn't very good. Panthers, however, are 6-0. and oh. As road dogs, I'm a Giants fan. I need Washington to lose. Give me the Panthers. I'll take the two and a half points. Coach, Wash, I know you got a lot for this one. Go Coach, for it. please. I've been waiting for this all day. Oh, my goodness. Um, look, he his hand, <laughs> I would love to talk about this football game, but there really isn't any point because, because there's a elephant in the room, and it's not wearing a mask. After the game, does, does she have a, a picture of a dagger? Ta- does she have a tattoo of a dagger on her body? He should have taken what was the co- what's the coach's name in in, in that movie? Pinstock. Yeah, he, she he should have taken his advice. <laughs> Following the game, uh, uh, quarterback Haskins went to a strip club, and um, that and and he removed his mask there. And there were pictures taken, and he. Uh, the last thing you want to do is get pictures of yourself taken in a, a strip club. Just saying. Just in general. I wonder why you know? he removed his mask. Just yeah. even stories of you in a, a strip club. I'm yeah. still paying the price of that yeah. for my bachelor party. So by he the way. has. He has. Why, there pictures? No. Oh, okay. Because Sorry. There, I digress. There were no I pictures. Think... I'm still in trouble for it. All right. Yeah. It still gets brought up. It's 20 years later, it still gets brought up. Well, uh, well, uh, Mr. Haskins went on Sunday night while not wearing a mask. Um, and then the best part is, I mean, this is fantastic. Um, the team announces it's going to handle this internally. I don't know if that means that he can't start next week. They're begging Alex Smith to be able to start. But then <laughs> later today, another, another article came out, um, which I, I think we all know the Washington team has a bit of a problem with um, – 
with with sexual allegations sexual of harass. sexual yeah. yeah so there was a there was a report that that they settled another one in 2009 directly against the owner yes that just came out today yes. so all this is going on with washington poor rivera is wondering what the heck he's got himself in the middle of, you know he's got this feel good story with alex smith he's feel actually story with himself yeah and he's he's actually got a good team that's playing hard and he keeps getting stuck back with haskins this you know, prima donna quarterback um, doesn't, who doesn't work hard. Who is just not play. I, I, I feel for him. I agree with everything Coach said about Carolina. Um, if Alex Smith can start, I would, I would take Washington, no matter what the points. I think on that yeah, one. I agree with you on that. Yep, that's my take on this. I, I wrote in big letters. Depends on who's who's QB. Um, I don't know. So we. So I'm going to go with the theory that it's Haskins, but uh, Washington. Last five games, they're five and zero against the spread, nine and five against the spread on the year. Second best in the league. Carolina last twelve games, uh, eight and four against the spread. Teddy two gloves. If 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 it's Haskins playing, I'm taking Teddy to cover that spread. Uh, possibly win that game on the field. Our last game, and this is the Joker's uh, pick of the week. We'll get to him after we go. Uh, Darth Wager, he sent in uh, his picks as we were recording the podcast. We're about an hour and a half in, by the way. <laughs> non- st- did not stop. Have not we stopped. have not stopped. We've gone non- nonstop. No drops this week. Team 471, the Giants, are getting 10 points at Team 472, the Ravens. I'll lead off. The Giants' offense will not do enough regardless of who is QB. I disagree with the Joker in this one. I don't see how the Giants score 10 points in this game. Uh, I think the Ravens will have trouble with the Giants' defense. But because the Giants' defense is constantly put in poor situations by their offense, I think the Ravens get to 24 points. Both teams need the game, but one team has the talent, and that is the Ravens. I know the Giants are 6-1 against the spread on the road this year, but I'm taking the Ravens, minus 10 points. Guns, who do you got? Uh, I agree here. Um, So listen, Giants got a, you know, they played a physical game against Cleveland last week on Monday Night Football. We don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Baltimore, as much as I don't like that style and I don't think it's going to win a Super Bowl, they're playing their football again. Lamar's back. They're playing that physical, hard-nosed, slam-the-ball football. Um, They're 4-0 in their last four games against the spread. Lamar, undefeated in his career against the NFC. Oh, wow. 9-0 9-0 straight up, but only 4-5 and five against the spread. Um, Giants normally really good as a double-digit dog at, um, at home. 9-1 against the spread, but I think this is going to be too much for them to handle. It seems like the Giants peaked and had their run when Jones was on fire, and now it's like the bridge is, you know, the bridge is burning, get out yeah, of it. Like, yeah, yeah. They just they, they can't do enough to, to save it because, really, they, they move the ball they, They've overachieved all right. year. They yeah. moved the ball so well against Cleveland, mm-hmm. but you got to cash in, and, and they mm-hmm. can't cash in right now. Nope. And they're not going to cash in. They haven't cashed in all year. They're right. terrible in the red zone right. on offense. And you're going to get big boy football, run the ball down your throat, and I, I don't think uh, Baltimore lets off the uh, foot off the pedal. Mush. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it's unfortunate because they do move the ball pretty well, but, but the Giants can't score. They cannot score, on average, more than 18 points a game. I don't think they'll even get 18 points in this game. They've kind of been trending downward from there. 
I just don't think they can just measure up against that offense. And, and I, I think that's what's good. I, I can give you any a bunch of statistics I wrote down here. None of it matters except that one. Yeah. They can't score enough points. All right. Let's get to the Joker. Uh, evening sports fans. Late Tuesday. Uh, I don't know if this will make the pod. If it does, hey. If it doesn't, hey. What can you do, you know? Uh, the Giants have a quarterback controversy on their hands. Fumble Jones. I think you got to go with McCoy. He manages the game better. And at this point, he, he doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, not only that, he manages the clock, which means our defense can stay fresh, which is, which we all know, the best part of our team. I'm going with the Giants this week. Um, tough game, but, you know, they got to win to stay in the abysmal division. My other picks of the week are quite simple. We're going to go Falcons. We're going to go Seahawks because we need them to be Washington. Um, Kansas City. I like Kansas City a lot this week. And my final game of the week is the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins. Uh, Hopefully the Joker will be back in the studio with uh, the coach and other guests. Uh, Everybody stay healthy, stay COVID-free, and may... uh, No, that's that's Dan. uh, That's that's Darth Wager's line. The hell with him. It's uh, MDK all day. And now we go from the Joker to Darth Wager's Picks of the Week. It is Darth Wager's Force Choke Lock of the Week Christmas Version. Not really Christmas Version. I'm taking the Colts over the Steelers. Colts 4-2 against the spread in the last six games. But... They are 1-4 against the spread against Pittsburgh in the last five. So I'm looking for them to turn it around. And that is my Darth Force Choke Lock of the Week. May the Force and Picks be with you. Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Good night. Alright, so we got Darth Wager. We had the Joker. We had the longest podcast in the history, 461 episodes oh of the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast. And we it's Christmas season. I think we got a Ric Flair treat from Nikki Guns. Go for it, Nikki Guns. Yes, sir. Hey, Merry Christmas to everybody. And, you know, I got to let my boy just let you let you hear what, you know, he's thinking about on this fabulous holiday with friends and family. That's it, fellas. Just Merry Christmas for my boy Flair, uh, living legend. And uh, hey, let's all have a good uh, holiday and gambling weekend. And we got one more left till we get to the playoffs. Mush, what do you have to add? I think I've said all I need to say right now. I'll tell you what, this has been an interesting end of football season. Normally, I'm 
well distracted because I'm coaching high school basketball for about a month now. I have not had that. This has held me over, uh, thankfully. I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind once football season ends here with the playoffs, especially with the Giants out. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. And uh, as always, may the picks be with you.